Cornelius today, wouldn't I? Little big brother Cornelius. So that is awesome. Okay. Okay, here we go. I believe I am recording. Yep, I'm recording. Cool. Okay, now what I need to do is open up my scriptures file. Proverbs 24. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to you, Coach. Good morning and good night, and hello. <laughs> Let's rock. So, we're talking about the envious, the heart, and the speaking of tongues from lips that speak. So we're going to jump right into 24. This is really important. Before I do that, I want to make sure I have everybody trying to get in the transition. There we go. Everybody's muted. Still going to have to teach people how to use that thing. Mute button. <laughs> okay, let's go right in. Let me go back here. So let's go into 24-1. 24-1, and I am, I've had a full night. I'm not, I still have a little bit in the tank, though. I'm bring it in, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. God bless our tongues, bless our minds, bless our souls. Continue to bless all those that hear my voice and hear your words through me as an instrument to leverage and help and bless and fill and levitate and elevate and procreate new thoughts, new directions in a path that only you direct and give birth to dreams that we live while we're awake and your strength and courage to stand against all adversities and challenges. In this, let's begin your feeding of the spiritual meal, Father. We thank you and thank you for allowing me to have a safe trip here to Australia and safe passage for everyone else wherever they may be traveling. Now, 24-1, be not envious of evil men, nor desirous to be with them, for their hearts devise violence and their lips talk of trouble. Quite apparent that those that are envious, those that are jealous, those that are in the wrong space on the wrong side of the fence, then destruction is going to follow them. They're going to devise violence and their lips talk of trouble uh, because they don't know how to talk of good if you're talking of trouble. We move right into three. By wisdom, a house is built and by understanding, it is established. Here again, we're leaning on the wisdom of the house that God has built, leaning on his wisdom and the understanding that established over, over time through just something that is just the essence, the heart and the soul, the consciousness in our gut understanding standing underneath with the wisdom the knowledge by knowledge the rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches meaning everything that you want on the other side of the mountain that we fight for are not filled with materialistic things but riches that go well beyond that which is priceless starting with salvation in the spirit of god a wise man is full of strength meaning 
that's self-repairing as well. And a man of knowledge enhances his might. Meaning you get stronger in your knowledge. You start with the wisdom. So a wise man is full of strength, meaning you have already been given everything that you need that you need to be able to go against any foe, any challenge, just in standing in his strength. And then as you actually enhance that strength, it comes by knowledge and knowing God himself and knowing the light in which he possesses for us to be able to see what others cannot see. For by wise guidance, you can wage war, meaning you can fight any battle that comes your way if you're standing with him as your offense, your defense, and just standing in his refuge of space to be able to protect you. And in abundance of counselors, there is victory, meaning you have a host of counselors with the wisdom that have already walked the walk that you have walked, that we have walked. So why lean on our own understanding? Wisdom is too high for a fool. And the gate, he does not open his mouth. Um, more so to say that, you know, fools shall also part with his money. It's another way of saying don't open the gate. We talk about the mouth, the gate, the mouth being open, less is best. Whoever plans to do evil will be called a schemer. Manipulation, better way said it. The devising of folly is sin and a waste of time. And the scoffer, which he's made reference to for many times before these verses in 24, is an abomination to mankind. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being taken away by death or to death. Hold back by Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Better say, if you let God into your heart and you know that you're standing on faith and you already have a sixth sense, did you not already know that this is actually something that would be a demise? Did you not know better than to take that route? of manipulation, of conceiving thoughts that are not going to be of God himself. Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? Again, we're talking about our Father, Jesus Christ. And will he not repay man according to his work? Hence the sluggard that is procrastinating or does not go and actually get laborious with all that he is doing to give his gifts back to God. My son, eat honey, for it is good, and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such to your soul. If you find it, there will be a future, and if your hope will not be cut off, and your hope will not be cut off, I'm sorry. So if we lean on his understanding and his wisdom, and our soul is full, and we feel off of the spiritual meal that he has created, then we will have a bright future forever. And you don't have to worry about being cut off. Lie not in wait as a wicked man against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not violence to his home. Do no violence to his home, depending if you're looking at King James or not. Lie not in wait as a wicked man against the dwelling of the righteous. For the righteous, and here's my number, seven times and rises again. But the wicked, when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad 
when he left the Lord. See it and be displeased and turn away with away his anger from him. Let's go back over that one more time. Do not rejoice when your enemies fall and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles. Lest the Lord see it and be displeased. Hence, God is not going to be pleased with you looking at your enemies when they fall, nor when they stumble, understanding that he still has hope for them to be led to him, that they still have a choice and turn away his anger from him. If you're one to actually be in a space of actually mocking those that actually fall, then it could be you that shall fall. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Stay on your path, stay on your track, in other words and not envious of the wicked. Hence, there will be nothing the wicked can actually accomplish or acquire that is worth being envious about or jealous because it's just a timing before everyone pays for their dues and their deeds, whether it is good or whether it is bad. It will be paid for in full by God himself. For evil man has no future, none. The lamp of the wicked will be put out, meaning whatever they saw, whatever they gave them vision, whatever allowed them to see, whatever they saw, whatever they conjured up, whatever they created to be able to acquire that, which would even put you in a state to even be considered envious of, it will be taken and the light, they will not see it for long. My son, fear the Lord and the King and do not join with those who do otherwise. My son, fear the Lord and the King and do not join those who do otherwise. For disaster will arise suddenly from them and who knows the ruin that will come from both. More sayings of the wise as we move into 23. These are, these are all sayings of Solomon giving you a complete direction in, our, in the path of our own life and which way we should walk, which way we should talk, how we should actually go about our life and pay attention to our own business is more so what's being said. So these also are sayings of the wise as it says in Proverbs 23. Um, partiality and judging is not good, meaning being biased is not good. Whoever says to the wicked, you are in the right, will be cursed by peoples, abhorred by nations. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight and a good blessing will come upon them. Again, just stay in alignment with God and everything else will be okay. I don't need to know the other side of that road, quite frankly. Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. So don't worry about where you'll be housed. Be more prepared with the fruits and the labor that come from your work in your hand. And then build the house in which you'll live in. Be not a witness against your neighbor without cause. Unless they did something to you, why are you even paying attention? And do not deceive with your lips. Do not create lies or em em embellish the truth or, you know, deceive. Do not say, I will not do, I, I'm sorry, it says, do not say, I will do to him as he has done to me. That is not your job. I will pay the man back for what he has done. That is not your job either. I pass by the field of a sluggard by the vineyard of a man lacking sense. And behold, it was an all overgrown, it was all overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles 
and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw and considered it. What he's saying is wisdom tells me I should not play in that field, nor should I work as that man works or be hesitant if, as that man were or not work as that man did not work. I looked and I received, it, received instruction. I looked, so he's saying by looking at the wrong person, doing the wrong things, living underneath the wrong wicked veil, I got instructions of what not to do. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber, a thief in the night, and one like an armed man. You shall be robbed of everything by doing too much slumber, too much sleep, and just sitting back hoping that someone else does it for you. That would be Proverbs 24. Very powerful conversation. Again, be not envious of the evil man, nor desire to be with them. For their hearts devise violence, and their lips talk of trouble. It's a clear path another direction. Let me go like this. Stick with me. Before I get to the meal, and I'll let you guys give me your takeaways on it. So more than anything, what we're looking at is a sweet tooth sentiment, if you will. Right? Don't desire the sort of things wicked people want or have. Um, he's, this really is like a reference to the Goodfellas. It's a, it's a good movie, but not a selection of choice for role models. In case we haven't realized it yet, wisdom is not really great. It can help you build up a nice household and win wars. But if it's not utilized properly, see Solomon is praising the courage and the willingness to rescue people who are being sent to a slaughter saying that God will repay you if you fail to live up to these responsibilities. Wisdom is like honey. They're both really good and sweet, and you should eat them. A little pro-sweet tooth sentiment from Proverbs, if you will. No matter how many times they run into obstacles and fall down, the righteous get back up and will be helped consistently to get back up on their feet. But the wicked will eventually be stuck down in hell or on one fell swoop, if you would. We shouldn't rejoice when our enemies fall because when God, God will then take on them as well as ourselves. So we don't want to be in that line of pain, fury, or whatever that is. In fact, that's not our business. So we want to keep obeying God and the king and everything will work out in the end. It's actually, uh, as we get into a new section here, it's actually more sayings into the wise. We should judge impartially and always give honest answers and not be a witness against our neighbors for no good reason or randomly. And we don't want to get vengefully into repaying people for the wrong they've done to us, or that's not our job, that's God's. This chapter ends with Solomon stating that he was walking by a vineyard owned by a lazy, stupid person. He sees that it is all broken down and overgrown, and he realizes that this is what a little laziness leads to, is poverty and ruin. In that, he gets his lesson to not be that person and not follow that suit. There is lessons here 
for us all to see. If you have seen and you're watching and you're paying attention and you're listening, Linda, Linda, listen to God's word as scripture, as a GPS and the vine, then you should be able to pay attention how to get to the other side by just going in the other direction of what these people are consciously doing. And that would be 24, family. I'm going to open it up for takeaways and then give you the meal. So let me do this. Bam, bam. And let me do this. Stick with me. 